Hello, and welcome to Light Camera Boom, Next Stop Hollywood, where a variety of industry professionals and entertainment invite us to share their expertise and experience of working and finding success in Hollywood. I'm your host, Louis Lindau. Successful child actors often face the same challenges that any successful actor would. However, they also carry the burden of facing those challenges while experiencing the ones that already come with being an adolescent. Some young acting careers crumble under the pressure after short stints of success, while few go on to sustain their careers well into their adulthood. One of those actors is with us today, Jesse James. James was introduced to Hollywood at the tender age of five, starring in 1997's As Good As It Gets alongside Jack Nicholson and Helen Hunt. After winning the Hollywood Reporter Young Star Award for Best Performance by a Child Actor in a Comedy, Jesse's career took off. Year after year, he would go on to earn roles in numerous projects, including major studio productions like Blow, Pearl Harbor, The Butterfly Effect, and The Amityville Horror. Jesse, thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right. Uh, so in your experience, um, how has Hollywood changed uh, since since that breakout role in uh, As Good As It Gets? Uh, uh, yeah, it's changed a lot. That's for sure. Um, <clears throat> I get, you know, as time goes on, you know, there's always more and more people shouting, you know, so you have to shout kind of twice as loud uh, these days. It's a, you know, kind of a double-edged sword. There's so many <clears throat> outlets for creative people to sort of have their voice heard. You know, there's social media and TikTok and all this and that and what have you. And it seems like there's new outlets every year, uh, you know, started with YouTube and now it's just kind of snowballed. Um, so that's great that there's lots of, that there's lots of outlets, but at the same time, it's, it's that much more competitive. You have to, you have to really shout twice as loud to, to have your voice heard. And everybody's got such a short attention span now that, um, you know, we're so used to this kind of bite-sized content so it's uh it's just even harder to stay relevant um everything's kind of pretty quickly forgotten um and it felt like yeah back when i started it was a bit more about you know it was a smaller pool you know if you were if you were talented to some degree and you worked hard and you kept at it you know you, you you'd work and now that's not uh that's not always the case it's uh it's a bit harder with especially with remote auditioning and everything so taking it back to um to the start of your career, uh, when you got that role as uh, Spencer Connolly in As Good as It Gets, how did you go about getting that that role? How did how did that start? I had just started auditioning not too long before that, and I'd mostly just auditioned for commercials and things like that. Um, I was living in Palm Springs at the time, Palm Desert, and uh, so every time we'd have an audition, I'd have to drive to LA and back, which is a long drive. Um, and I wasn't super into it. Like I liked the acting part of it, but I, I, the auditioning and the, you know, these cattle calls for, for commercials and just wasn't, uh, it was a lot of, a lot of work for, for a five-year-old. So yeah, I was kind of ready to hang it up and my manager called and said he had an audition just had just come in for for this new James L. Brooks movie. It was called Old Friends at the time. Didn't become as good as it gets until after we'd finished shooting it. Um, and yeah, so I went in and auditioned. Uh, the role was for an overweight redhead 12-year-old, and I was a skinny blonde six-year-old, and I think I just turned six. And uh, 
and they brought me back in for a couple callbacks and then that was it and um the experience of being on that set was so fun and so kind of life-changing that any thought you know of, of, of quitting kind of uh went away pretty quickly <laughs> the manager you're talking about that's uh that's dino may if i'm correct that's right dino may yeah he's still my manager today he's like uh he's like an uncle to me and why have you stayed uh with dino may all of these years what uh what what sets him apart um from other talent managers well uh you know uh Loyalty is kind of uh, hard to come by in uh, in this business, and and we split apart for a very brief period uh, when I was a teenager, just for me to kind of explore other options. And I ended up coming back because um, to have someone on your side that 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 you know has your best interest at heart, um, that isn't just you know you're not just a, another client, you're not just kind of another commodity. Like he's he's really my family. Um, so there's just a level of trust there uh, and comfort. Um, and he's a good manager. <laughs> he works hard for me and uh, and it's just been a good relationship. Uh, you spoke about the the challenges that came with the audition process um, for that role. And I'm sure for other roles, especially in your younger years. Um, what Can you tell us a little bit about what that audition process was like and how, how the audition process is different um, as a child than it is uh as an adult i think when you're a kid there's a lot less pressure uh you're kind of when you're a kid you're not you're not it's not you know this this a job so much it's more of a of an activity you know it, it's it's you're not thinking about it in terms of oh i need to get this job and i want to you know so i can go to work and i can get paid and all this and that you know that you might be thinking as an adult um it's just, oh, I get to go in and, and play. I get to go in and, and, and play pretend, be somebody else, uh, which is something, you know, as a, as an adult actor, you kind of wish, you're kind of always kind of trying to recapture, you know, can I, can I go into the room with that same sense of, of just, it doesn't matter if I get it or not. I'm just here to have, to do my job, to have fun, um, to do what I love to do. So, yeah, I think as you get older, definitely there's more and more pressure. It's, 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 you know, uh, you're thinking about it, you know, in terms of a career and things like that, instead of just, uh, just, just purely looking at the work. And these days it's really changed with the, with the having to put auditions on tape, you know, such a big part of auditioning was, was bringing yourself into that room and, and kind of letting them experience the totality of you all your you know your, your energy and, and everything and and there was room for collaboration you know if you if you tried it one way and they maybe wanted to see it another way they can make corrections and you guys can kind of work together to to, to give them what they want but with putting it on tape you know you really have to commit to to one choice and, and send it in and hope that you made the right one and there's uh, a lot less room for, for collaboration and, and feedback you don't you don't really you can't gauge their reaction, you know, while they're watching your work. You don't even know if they are watching your work, frankly, because they can get so many more tapes than they than they could see people in person. So it's it's tricky for sure. I I I, I long <laughs> I long for the old days, uh, which I never thought I would miss in person auditioning so much. But here we are. And once you do get um, casted, how do you how do you prepare for roles? What's your process like? I would imagine 
it's pretty similar to a lot of other actors finding, you know, uh, objectives and obstacles and intentions and inner monologue and all that kind of thing. The more different the character is than from who you are in real life, the more the more digging you have to do, a little, little more homework, a little more uh, getting into somebody else's head. Um, but uh, communicating with your other, if you fellow actors too, once you've gotten the job, uh, I find to be really helpful. It's great when you guys, when you're able to to get together and rehearse and, and discuss the character with your fellow actors, with the director, with, you know, um, it's, it's, it's such a collaborative thing that um, it's, it's, that's part of why, every, you know, with the pandemic and everything and putting auditions on tape, it's a, uh, it's hard to to do this in a vacuum, you know, to do this by yourself. Um, so yeah, when you have other people to bounce your ideas off of and to try different choices in the scene and and just kind of working at it until you find something good. How did you go? How did you go about as being a child handling uh, the fame that you were attaining? Well, thankfully, yeah, I've always been what I call a call. I'm, I'm a blue collar actor. I don't. Uh, I've never gotten, you know a lot of fame or press or things like that uh I work I work steadily and and it's good but nobody you know I don't get recognized on the street or anything like that um so that's nice another you know I, I've never I didn't move to Los Angeles until I was probably 19 or 20 years old um I grew up I was lived outside of LA I always lived either in in, in the desert area or in uh, Santa Barbara Carpinteria area so to get to LA was always required a you know an hour or two drive each way, and so I went to normal school. I didn't you know I didn't my friends growing up weren't really other actors. Acting was just something I kind of went and you know you went you did your job and then you come home and then you go back to your your normal life your real life. Um, so that you know that keeps you grounded for sure. Um, there's definitely actors I've seen alongside me grow up that that. Yeah, you, when you when you only hang out with other actors and and all you ever talk about is industry stuff, you know, did you get this? Did you go out for this? And who's your agent now? And and I'm like, you know, whenever you talk, it's all you talk about. And you're not talking about real stuff or or your life. Um, yeah, it, it tends to make people a little more uh, a little hollow. I don't know. It, it can't be it can't be the entirety of your life, you know, your work, uh, your, your your career. Um, so that's uh, been helpful to keep a balance, just kind of keeping some distance. Even, you know, even when I did live in LA, most of my friends were either friends that I met in town or that I grew up with or what have you. Um, yeah, I guess keeping some separation between your, your, your career and your real life has been what's helpful for me. And what would you say uh, were some of the challenges um, that you faced growing up in this Hollywood scene? The transition from it be from being a kid to being a teenager to being an adult is a tricky one. Um, because, like I said, when you're a kid, it's it's more playtime. You don't really um, there's not a lot of pressure. At least, I mean, I'm sure some kids have other parents that maybe do pressure them or what have you. I I got really lucky. My folks, my parents have always been very supportive, and it was always you know, there's the door. You can stop doing this anytime you want. It's the only keep doing this as long as it's fun for you. You know, there's there's no pressure to to you know, you don't have to please us. Just you know, if, if it's making you happy, keep it up. Um, but then you know, uh, 
as you become a teenager from being a kid, then there becomes a little more pressure. You, you, even that you're putting on yourself, you start becoming more aware of sort of the stakes of it all, the career of it all. Um, plus when you become a teenager, all of a sudden you're not, <laughs> they don't hire teenagers to play teenagers. You know, uh, when you're 16 and you're auditioning for 16 year old characters, they're not going to hire a 16 year old actor. They're going to hire somebody that's 18 or older or, you know, emancipated minor. There's years and years where, you know, as a teenager, every audition you get, it says at the bottom, you know, only submit if you're 18 or an emancipated minor. And I'm close with my family. I'm not going to emancipate myself just for, just for work, you know? And, uh, and so, you know, as a teenager, it's, that's the, yeah, it's the first time that rejection starts kind of hurting a little bit. <laughs> when you're a kid, you don't even think about like not getting a part or not. Cause you didn't really, I mean, I guess there was some exceptions, what have you, that you think you'd really want like Star Wars, you know, big auditions that you'd really want. Um, but when you didn't get them, it wasn't, didn't hurt as much. You, the older you get, it hurts a little more, uh, feels a little more personal, even though, you know, it's, it's, it's not really. And, uh, and then just, just yeah, staying, you know, if, so as a teenager, then if you're not getting roles, you know, what do you do? You can, all you can really do is uh, keep at it, keep auditioning so that, so that cast directors keep seeing your face and knowing who you are, even if you know, you know, you're not going to get a lot of what you go out for. And, um, and then, so then you come out the other side as an adult. And so now you're going out for, for adult roles and, and, you almost kind of have to reestablish yourself a little bit. I've done a lot of, you know, I did a lot of indie movies in that period. And um, I think I'm still trying, you know, I've, I've worked quite a bit in the last 10 years as, you know, as an adult, but, uh, but I'm still trying to find, find that ground, that footing, um, <clears throat> that success, you know, that security, I suppose. Uh, Cause yeah, like I said, the whole blue collar thing, you never quite know when your next job's, you know, gonna come in and stuff like that but you keep slugging away have you faced any doubts about about being an actor any about your career choice um <clears throat> not particularly i i it's one of those things you know when you start doing something so young it's it almost feels you know it's, there's there's not much else i know how to do as well, you know, or, or, or that I feel as comfortable doing being on a set is the most happy, comfortable place I can think to be. Um, that's where I feel most at home. Uh, but no, I, I, you know, even when things have started feeling a little slow or stagnant or what have you, um, I, I find a way like in 2017, I, I moved from Los Angeles to, vancouver bc because i've got uh, dual citizenship and i've got some family up there and so i just wanted a, a change of scenery you know uh, vancouver is sort of hollywood north and i was curious what would happen if i went up there and tried to you know find acting work up there and so i went up there and i got an agent out there and started working i did an episode of the good doctor and a uh, uh, National Geographic miniseries with Steve Zahn and a couple other things and and it was going well and then the pandemic hit of course and so now I've moved back to Los Angeles but um just yeah trying to you know it's anytime it's the thought of quitting has never really entered my mind because you know I have another I have my life on the side too it's not like uh it's not like I would um 
free up a lot more time by, by, by quoting, you know, I audition when auditions come in. If I, if I get the part, I go and I do the job. But other than that, you know, I've got my own real life. I've got my own life outside of my career that I can, that I can go back to. So that's nice. And um, you mentioned um, that the set is, is, uh, is where you feel most at home. Um, why is that? What, what is your experience like um, on those, on those sets? Uh, you know, it's hard to explain, I guess, or put into words. It's kind of, if you know, you know, kind of thing. It's, it's, there's just a, there's a vibe, there's an energy there. It's kind of like, like summer camp or something, you know, there's something, um, familial and convivial about the whole thing. And just, uh, it's always sad and hard to walk away from it at the end. You know, it's, it's like a little pop-up family, you know, you, you, you get to know these people, you work alongside them, you a lot of times you have to do crazy stuff together because, you know, it's making a movie is crazy. You're running from zombies or you're, you know, throwing people off roofs or you're doing what, you know, whatever crazy stuff you're doing in the movie. Uh, and so you all bond and it's just, um, it's, it's, it's just my favorite work environment. I don't know there's just something about the energy that, especially from such a young age, you know, that, that it sucks you in and it, it's addicting. I think if you, you know, if you ask a lot of other actors or filmmakers or even crew people, you know, they feel the same thing. It's, it's the same energy. Um, there's just something uh, very addictive about it. <laughs> very, very comforting about it. Even when it's grueling and hard and you're on, you know, working 12 plus hours a day and working it, you know, starting work at midnight and working all night, you know, there's it's, even when it's miserable, it's great. <laughs> And you've worked in both uh, TV and film. Um, what would you say are some of the differences uh, of your job in t between TV and film? TV, I think you're, well, you know, I've never done a series regular. I've never been on a show for more than one or two episodes. Uh, I've only done, yeah, like guest star stuff or or, you know, one or two episode arc kind of things. So I've never been on a tv show regularly which is something i've always you know the idea of that kind of security has always been uh, very appealing also like i said the worst part of being on set is having to leave and say goodbye to everyone and um and so if you were on a show for you know years and years what a what a nice you know long time you get to go before having to say goodbye to those folks um <clears throat> But so especially, you know, if, you're, if they've got you on as a guest star or what have you, you're you're there much more to sort of um, fulfill a, a role, not not quite fulfill a role, but serve a purpose. You know, your your character is usually there to serve some kind of purpose in that episode or, you know, he's some sort of some sort of catalyst, some sort of what have you. Uh, it's like you're being brought in to, to fulfill an objective rather than, you know, be a character in a larger like a movie, what have you. It's, it, so your job as an actor, I don't know, maybe there's more specificity to what you're kind of there to do. Um, you certainly have less room to, exp you know, uh, to have less scenes and what have you. So it's uh, something a little more condensed, I guess, concentrated maybe about a TV performance compared to, to working on a movie. Um, so in 2008, uh, you executive produced and starred in the short film Manifest Destiny. Um, what was that experience like starring in a film that you also were executive producing? Um, that was great. Uh, my manager, Dio May, and um, 
Hamilton's client at the time, Sean Ferris. Uh, we all kind of, and the, and the, and the director, um, Benjamin Eck, we all collaborated on that. Um, it was, yeah, it was a long, long time ago. Uh, <clears throat> it was a lot of fun. It was my kind of first experience getting a chance to to be more involved with the production side of things. Um, and it was great. Uh, I've gone on to, I've been able to be an executive producer on a few other indie films that I've also starred in. And, uh, and it's always a good experience, you know, independent films, it's, there's such a, there's even more of that, of that collaborative spirit because, you know, on a studio picture, everybody, you know, there's much more of a hierarchy. There's much more bureaucracy. Everybody's kind of got to wear what hats they wear and unions and all this, which is great. I, you know, I, there's a, there's a reason for that. It has to move um, efficiently like that, but there's something also, you know, uh, sort of inspiring and charming about being on an indie film where everybody's wearing a million different hats, you know, you're an actor, but you're also helping to carry some lighting equipment in between setups or uh, locations or what have you. You know, there's just more of a everybody working together. Uh, the lines are much more blurred between uh, roles on the set. Uh, first time actors or some some actors starting out in their career might not really, you know, they might be under the mistaken impression that they're more important or, or that above the line people in the crew or whatever are more important than than any than other members of the crew, which is, you know, it's not the case. Everybody, it's, it's a big machine. And if one part doesn't work, the other parts don't work. So it's every, everybody's equally important. Um, so yeah, working on indie films definitely um, helps you to realize that. And in light of these, um, the writers and actors strikes, um, how, how do you feel that has um, affected the, the film industry um, and Hollywood in general? Um, what do you think it means for the for the future of the industry? I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty um, momentous time, <laughs> a historical time. I you know it's it's like the advent of sound or color or 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 television. You know, it's it's a game changer. This you know between AI and um, and streaming and new media and all that. I mean, that's you asked. I think that was that was. I think your very first question is how much how how, is, how have things changed between when I started and now. And there you go. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, streaming is a, is a big one. They're all it's it's everything's in upheaval. I I fully yeah I support the strike one hundred percent. I mean, uh, let it go on as long as it needs to to get a fair deal um, and to make sure that we're we're protected from from having our likeness and our rights abused and and that we're getting a fair shake of you know residuals and uh streaming revenue and things like that um it's a worthy fight uh i'm kind of hunkered down while this is going on i'm i'm, I'm teaching acting classes here in santa barbara so i've kind of got my own uh like i said my own life going but I, i'm eager to jump back into 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 working when when once we've worked out a fair deal how is that experience um being being a a teacher teaching acting and then also being actively involved in getting steady work um as an actor yeah um i started uh teaching in vancouver uh, a few years ago shortly after i moved to vancouver i i got involved with a 
studio out there that um <clears throat> that does a lot provides a lot of services uh, shoreline studios they do you know they've got production space and they they do workshops and stunt classes and acting classes and uh they hold casting sessions there and all kinds of stuff um so i got to know them pretty well and i started teaching some classes for them um younger folks and adults and uh it really i really enjoyed it um i've been lucky enough to have some really great acting coaches over the years uh lee kilton smith andrew mcgarian and um uh, all, all kinds of people and to get to kind of share that uh is really rewarding like i, I said at one point earlier that it's you know when you start doing something so young it, it doesn't feel like you know anything else as well <laughs> so you know i have been doing it for a long time i i have learned some things and it's nice to get to share it um especially if it's practical information that they can kind of apply right away um, it's fun to watch their performances improve. Uh, it's definitely, yeah, it's rewarding, especially in a time right now where it's things are so uncertain and what have you. It's nice to just kind of get to basics and um, and really just kind of work on the work and not think so much about the industry. And are there any other ventures um, that you plan to pursue within, within the industry? Um, I mean, I'd like to do more uh, producing. Uh, uh, I have a couple of my own screenplays that I'm always kind of in the process of trying to develop and, and get off the ground. And uh, uh, so, yeah, my own my own projects, certainly in the future, I hope to to get cooking once the strike's over and everything. Well, that's all the time that we have. Um, we've had the pleasure of talking to actor Jesse James about his Hollywood experience, working and navigating the entertainment industry as a child through his adulthood. Um, thank you so much for your time, Jesse. Uh, you can find Jesse's contact information and socials on kpcradio.com. Coming up in my next show, we'll have the pleasure of talking to award-winning film director and writer Bruce Mac Williams. I want to thank you all for listening. I'm Louis Lindau. I hope you join me next week. <laughs>